That record got me high as proud to be sponsored by Is This Tomorrow? Yes, that's Is This Tomorrow, available at isthistomorrow.com. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly web comic cataloging the antics taking place at the Zorro News Channel and featuring such characters as George Kleenex, weatherman Benjamin Dover, Man on the Scene, J.B. Horns, political commentator Taffy Tart, media personalities Travis Slaughter, conspiracy theory expert J. Elwood Compton III, paranormalist Murph Davies, Senator Stroller, political apologist Dr. Iggy, Christian ventriloquist Fred Gastro and his puppet Woody, and the strangely familiar Stocky Bear in his smelly, itchy costume. All of this at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That's Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we're doing another episode here, and we have another guest, and this guest is actually up in Tampa. We're doing them by phone, and I want everyone to welcome Mr. Tony Walls. How you doing, Tony? I'm doing all right. What's going on um, down there in uh, South Florida? It's cold. Well, <laughs> well in a very real sense. You must be even colder up there, actually, right? It's like freezing for us. <laughs> so let me tell you a little about Tony. I'm wearing shorts just so we're clear. It's that cold. Right. I've known Tony almost uh, 30 years, about 28 years, because uh, Tony was in the... Uh, Damn, something uh, like that, yeah. <laughs> was in a legendary... Probably some people have said it was one of the greatest South Florida punk bands ever, which was Load. And uh, Tony Qualls, bass player for the band Load. In the 90s, Load ruled ruled the scene and uh wouldn't you say that tony you don't have to be modest tell them, admit it you guys ruled the scene in the 90s did i rule the scene well not you personally uh, but load did <laughs> oh yeah i know what you meant yeah. uh um uh, not really because oh, there's so many uh, di- different clan kind of clicks and right Blah blah blah. The the, the stuff we did, uh, you know, the, the hardcore stuff and uh, the sludge stuff. I don't think anybody down there did that. Well, all right. And let's say let's say this. I would say you got load was louder, heavier, and scarier than any other band down here. <laughs> that's uh, well. That's a fact. Yeah, uh, at time, at time, yeah, you guys. Okay, right? I'll agree with that one. Good, okay, I'll agree good. With that one. <laughs> all right, so you were, and uh, all right, so so what are we doing? Tell us. Well, uh, it's a great uh, album called Wrong. It's a Canadian band called No Means No. All right. I, I, I didn't pick it just because, you know, uh, you know, politics around and. Uh, 
or anything like that. I don't even think they, uh, you know, back when they're around, they even knew, you know, what that fucking was. And, uh, but regardless, good name. Uh, they, um, was a, It's really weird because uh, here's a quote from them. Uh, they're talking about Nirvana of all people. Okay. Right. And he says that's where the buzz came about. Uh, came about. They they were touring the states, blah blah blah, in the mid '80s, getting a little audience here and there, blah blah blah. And they went from 200 to 2,000. Right. And and it's like, you know, in the 90s, you know, yeah. uh, everybody won a band. Yeah. Unfortunately, not now. Right, right. Because it kind of, yeah, there was, because the, the late 80s, like they, all right, so this record, this record wrong came out in 1989. 89, yeah. So yeah, you're not. And that was like the late 80s was like you remember it was like hair metal bands. Oh yeah. And that and then yeah when Nirvana finally hit in like 1991. Yeah. That's when all of a sudden all the, the labels wanted to hire all yeah, these. Yeah, they rock, fired all wanted, the hair hair metal bands. And, and like, wanted to sign all these rock bands, but there yeah, were yeah, and uh, there's a couple records, uh, you know, before long, the one we're uh, talking about is. No, uh, no guitar, just drums and bass and all yeah. jazz. Yeah, I know. Sorry, uh, so let's. Mama, uh, I think, is one. Another great record is a zero plus two equals one or something like that. Yes. Uh, good stuff. Just oh yeah. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. After after listening to this record, I dug into some of their other shit, and it's all good. I mean, they were such a good band. And, and tight, super yeah, and, super and tight. Obviously, I see why. Oh, I I know why you picked them because you were you were part of this really great rhythm section, and this band was obviously all about the rhythm section because originally, like you said, it was just these two brothers, Rob Wright and John Wright. Uh, Rob Wright yeah. played bass and sang, and uh, his brother John was a young guy, young kid. When he started in 1979, he was a teenager, uh, and he played drums. Yeah, and, and that then, like now, you see a lot of bands drum uh, and bass. That that's more yeah. common. But yeah. then that was like that Plus, was crazy. Man, I mean, it's hard enough work being in a trio, <laughs> yeah. like to, to have to fill the space, and then. To have to a but trio just, with all that power. Yeah, exactly. And then just to do it with bass and drums is even even more work. Well, uh, yeah, they were uh, uh, alternative tentacles. The no what no means no was forever. Right. So I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure they met them. Oh right. Uh, right yeah. yeah, Susan and, and I were like talking that. about they, that. They uh, they've been to uh, several bands. Uh, some of them I can't even think of right. Right, it's all Canadian. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I know. See, that's the thing. They were. You I know, guess, uh, that's one of the reasons why this band's kind of more under the radar with a lot right. of people was from because they're Canada. from Canada. Yeah, and so they were from Victoria. Originally formed in Victoria, British Columbia, but then they later relocated to Vancouver. And I guess the band that's that right. the band these were like sort of like jazz kids, but the band 
they really got well, got them into rock music was uh, DOA, right? The Canadian band oh, DOA. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, but they were extremely more, um, well, I would say uh, the arrangements were very different. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, DOA were more just like classic hardcore. Up. DOA was more of a punk band. I, would, I love DOA, don't get don't get me wrong. Right, but, don't worry, they're not going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> some say it was math rock, and I'm like, huh? I just, no, I, I well, heard that okay. math rock. I'm gonna, I I'm guess say, it is, but... You know what, I'm going to say that uh, no, there's... No, it don't sound like that. I would say there's some prog rock influence in this, in some of it. And specifically, I would say, and don't kill me. Because uh, we've discussed this yeah. band before, I hear a little bit of Rush in there sometimes. <laughs> well, they're from Canada, right? <laughs> I hear in the in the. Well, the, number one, number one, we were talking. Uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, man. Uh, that's cool. You're the we, guest. We were talking their equipment and stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, the bass player, uh, uh, Rob Wright. Straight, straight up, uh, guitar, uh, I'm sorry, the guitar, Marshall. Right. That's oh, it. oh, okay. He, he, he played play this bass right into a Marshall. Oh, okay. he, he played Lemmy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and there's, and I hear that motorhead rock. in there, too. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah, and I also hear, I hear the, the things I can hear in there, I hear... Motorhead, a total Minuteman. I hear some Big Black. I hear in the vocals, I hear Henry Rollins' Black Flag. Yes, yes. yes. I was going to say that. And also, how about uh, Mission of Burma? I don't know. Tony, you're a little younger. Are you familiar with Mission of Burma? Who? (laughs) I think that answers our question. Mission of Burma. Are you playing dumb or you really don't know Mission of Burma? That's when I reach for my revolver. (laughs) The, uh, no, so... And also, I was thinking Metallica. Don't, yes. don't you think, Tony, yes, don't you totally. think someone who likes Metallica, especially early Metallica, would like uh, this band, No Means No? Nah. No. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Because I thought the same thing that Rob is thinking, is that they're they're tight and they're, I mean, they're they're phenomenally tight and that the sounds are great, the guitar sounds amazing the bass sounds amazing yeah and everything is the drummer the drummer is fucking incredible yeah this drummer this is the first time i really really listened to a lot i've heard some no means no but this first time i listened he's become one of my favorite drummers i I had never heard this record before and my alternative yeah my alternative tentacles band was alice donut so I was more on the weird sort of... Oh, great band. Yeah. Alistone's a great They're band. fantastic. <laughs> I knew you'd be into Alistone. And so, uh, so um, I did not ever listen to No Means No. I don't, I don't know why. It just didn't appear on my radar. But this record is phenomenal from start to finish. Yeah, just, I did. There's all this mishmash of things that they, they put together into this sound. Rage? If someone's into Rage uh, yeah, but, Against the but Machine Yeah, the, but they predate Rage. No, no, no. But I'm just saying if someone liked Rage Against yeah, the Machine, sure. they should listen also, to this. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, also, um, System of a Down must have heard this. They oh, yeah. Have heard yeah, this. they did. Yeah, they did. It's because it's, it's got that same uh, um, intensity and some of the way that he sings. You go, oh, that's, that's that. somebody carried picked that up later on. Because you keep trying to place where it came from, and you realize, oh, it's it's not that. It's that somebody else has been They were uh, people that heard them uh, were very 
influence one. I agree. Uh, oh yeah, I can see them being I'm, one. Yeah, I, me I, being one. Right, sure. right, right. Well, when all right. So Tony, let me know when did you first when did you first hear hear No Means No? Do you remember like we're around what year? Uh, when I first um, heard them. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was uh, I was in college in uh, Tennessee. You went to college, and <laughs> wow. Yeah. I Someone in Lode, a member of Lode, went to college? <laughs> Did you graduate college? No, I dropped uh, out. Yeah, okay, good, good, good. That would be terrible. Because that was me, too. But the you second would shatter one my... Is, uh... well, the second one, uh, I had to go on tour. So, hey. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway. Okay. So, when, so what year? Uh, what year? Because this, uh, this album came out in 1989, but I think you said you got right. it when it, they it, put it, it on CD, it, right? That's exactly the year I heard them. So uh, the CD release there's a friend of mine. I'm sorry, say it again. No, go ahead. You were saying friends of yours. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just trying to figure out what year the CD yeah, came uh, out. Yeah, uh, I had some. Um, I, you know, I hung out with older friends and stuff like that, and they're, uh, you know, great stuff with me. And, uh, but he knew, his, you know, his mom was a bass player, big, uh, you know, Michael Watson and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, Victim's Family, Beef Reader, you know, stuff like that. B- before funk got popular. Right. Right. And, uh, 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 uh the house, he's playing one of them, I um, maybe uh, zero plus two, one, uh, equals one or something. I'm like, God damn! And he put uh, put on um, uh, wrong, and that was it. That was it. You I were hooked. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, you were hooked. Yeah, the Ooh, Mike Watt. These guys. Yeah, I can hear the Mike Watt influence in the bass playing. Definitely. Especially the early er, in Miniman Records when Walt was playing with a pick, because it's got that, it's got that, um, like from you know, uh, the punchline kind of sound of um, yeah. the Mike Watt bass playing, and uh, there's I, there's another influence that's in there, and one track especially I had it cranked on the way out here. I have to drive out from Hollywood out here to Weston, and um, James Brown. Is a straight up James Brown. There's a straight up James Brown reference on this record, and I heard it. I was like, "What? The, what is that?" And then I, I did the math on it, and it's they're doing a little cop from Sex Machine. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, I got no freaking idea what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> is Just, there, you like, have to trust me on that one. Some, some songs of. James Brown, I missed or no, Well, there's like, a song yeah, that they, know. there's a song um, where they are playing a riff, a funk riff, and the, the rhythm they're playing and the chords they're playing are, um, it's actually, uh, I think it's, uh, it's not Sex Machine, it's Give It Up and Turn It Loose. It's a James Brown song, but they're playing like the riff from a James Brown song, but they're playing in their heavy, funky well, way. Well, man, if, if you ain't figured it out, all musicians are hacked. Yeah, I have figured that out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a big theme of our, uh, uh, of our yeah, podcast. We, uh, yeah, we definitely have examined that. But, um, yeah, but this... You know, somewhere, somewhere, some place, some, someone did that. 
Oh, right, course. right. Yeah, n- nothing like Barrio. You say nothing. Nothing comes from nothing. <laughs> nothing. No, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. So this, uh, yeah, but um, all right. So let's start getting into the record because we're going to dig in. Sure. The thing is, as great as these guys were musicians musically, the lyrics are really good too. But you don't have to. Like you could appreciate someone who just can appreciate this band just listening to the kick-ass playing and musicianship. Well, and the cadence of the voice and yeah, yeah, the way know, he sings and stuff but like that, you, right? But if you dig into the songs and the subject matter and the lyrics, you, there's definitely a lot of good well, stuff. Well, some. Oh yeah, oh. well yeah, some are, yeah, are less dense, yeah. denser than others, but um, yeah. I don't know. Well, let's all right. Let's start out. So the first song on this record is "It's Catching Up." It's catching up, and uh, right away this song starts. See, this oh, is- oh 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 oh, you're gonna love this. Um, catching up. Uh, I know how much I love Dave Grohl. Uh, <laughs> no, me and Dave are okay now, Tony. We're okay. We're I'm uh, I'm okay with Dave Grohl. Uh, uh, said in an interview, catching up with his third favorite punk song. Oh, really? Wow. Ever? Oh, listen to that kid, okay. Dave Grohl. This is Dave Grohl there approved. You you're saying there no means no is Dave Grohl approved. That's funny. And I'm sitting looking that going, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? He is an awesome drummer, and I could see him appreciating John Wright as a drummer, just like you know, listening to. Yeah, he's great. Great drummer in his cream. <laughs> yeah, he was actually. Yeah. He was. All right. No, so, he really was. No, no. I'm, uh, he Dave still Grohl's is a great, great drummer. He still is a great. He's a great musician. He's yeah, a great that, guy too. I have nothing that, against that. Him. Queen's record he played on the Queen's was the best record they put out. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. just don't like. I'm not a big fan of the Foo Fighters. That's all. People get so mad at me for that. Aren't I allowed to not like the Foo Fighters? Sorry. Calm down, Grandpa. All right. all right. So let's go. So this song right away it grabs you from the start yeah. with those staccato drum yeah, and bass jazz. Dun, dun. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's so good. And, and uh, have, have you heard the news? The, the dead, dead walk. walk. Do you hear that sound? Do you hear that sound? Now, you you must love this song, Tony, because I know you aren't you? Are, you're like a comic book fan, like a horror fan. You're into all that, right? Uh, more of a movie buff. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I did collect comics when I was younger. Right. But things uh, got in the way, like, uh, yeah. Rock and uh, roll. Uh, was going to say girls first. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, well, that's why you yeah, the rock and roll and then the girls. And uh, alcohol, and then <laughs> I got out the courage. Uh, but I collected until about 15. So the- but this is a more, I, I think you're going with the uh, the zombie thing. Yeah, yeah, the zombie because uh, it, it's like a, a zombie horror theme, but the zombie is is actually your his his like inner demon. Yes, like the, the like his yeah. inner demon's taking over, right? Well, I got it. Um, it's catching up. Is I felt like it's just time, death. It's just like no matter what it is. It can, well, but he's also talking about inner demons, yeah. But also that um, it's it's catching up. That something's after you, and it's. It's always going to get you. Well, that's a, I think that's also a theme that runs through a lot of their songs. Well, just like they, they make reference to, uh, uh, what do you call it, scratching. It's like a, like a, like a, somebody in a, in a grave trying to get out of the grave. You know, like someone in yeah, a coffin. Yeah, or, uh, or somebody getting the house, well, you know. Yeah. But, it, by the way, this is 1989, so... Uh, 
I'm sure in Canada, zombies weren't very popular yet. Right. It isn't so. like yeah. It isn't like now where everything zombie like yeah, yeah, exactly. and all the zombies. You're right. I mean, you're right. It was but, you know, I, that's my first take on it. Yeah. Uh, they throw some horror stuff in there. Oh, they do. And I, I love the line in this. He says, how do you hide from something you have you, found? You have found, right. That's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's, And it wasn't just the words. It's uh, it, the cadence of his voice. I always bring up um, uh, David Dow from uh, Lizard. It really wasn't. He sounds like it's... David Yao, right, from Jesus Lizard, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you couldn't, David Yao, you can't understand what the fuck he's saying anyway, right. but right. the way, he, it's all about delivery. It's right. delivery, yeah. That's right. Yeah, d- delivery, yeah. Exactly. exactly. There's another verse in this that was the one that always catches my attention when I listen to it. There are some things that never die, things that never really were alive. I've shut them out, <laughs> I've slammed the door, but I can't keep them back anymore. So... Things that never were alive, they're just fantasies or bad thoughts or bad fantasies. And the fantasy. song kind of doesn't sound like that. It's, well, it's, you know what it, I mean? It's kind of frantic and menacing, but it's a good, it's a great opener for the record. Because yeah. it's sort of, it's I mean, no, sort it's of not, announced. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not it's heavy like a Black down. Sabbath. Yeah, it's yeah. more heavy like like something Rage would do a few a couple of years down what, the line. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right at the beginning, I said, oh, Rage, I, I'll bet one of those guys <laughs> yeah, listened, sure, to, of listened to this. All right, cool. So that's uh, it's a great opener, and apparently Dave Grohl, one of Dave Grohl's favorite hey, songs. You know so what? look at that. Look at and that. Uh, number two, it goes it goes right this into is a, we're Dave the Grohl's favorite pot, favorite podcast. We're Dave you know? Grohl's favorite podcast too. Yeah, did you know that? Based Tony? on absolutely no information whatsoever. <laughs> I read it. I think I read it on the internet. Oh, there we go. Uh, all right, so it goes immediately into the uh, the tower. tower, yeah, and it shifts gear. I love uh, about this record, Tony, how songs like shift gear from one to the next. You know, completely right. So this totally song, completely yeah. So this song is still heavy, but it's heavy in a completely different way than the first song was. Yes, exactly. All right, so the it, to- it influenced me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh uh, yeah, I could, hear, I could hear. Like I said, the rhythm section. By the way, yeah, the, one of the greatest rhythm sections. Uh, um, Tony Qualls and Fausto uh, Figueredo, the two surviving members of Load, uh, were one hell of a rhythm section back in the day, man. And uh, all right, so the, the tower. Well, I, I appreciate that. Well, it's true. This right. has got like a almost a sci-fi feel or a dark sort of apocalyptic uh, feel. The, uh, um, this, um, yeah, I, I was sort of thinking of, uh, like a radio tower, almost like a radio oh, tower okay. broadcasting like the horrors oh, of so modern society. Huh? Uh, yeah. I got no, I got no, no friggin' idea, man. Okay, well, right. I think it, it, I think it could be a radio tower because it says violence is close at hand. You are damned if you do, and if you don't, oh, damned. A red-eye tyrant full of hate glares from the sky. Yeah, some, some crap like, you know, Twin Towers or not well, that's what, No, I, I know what you're talking about, the two uh, towers. Tolkien. Tolkien. I thought about like Tolkien, Tolkien, too. Okay, okay. I definitely thought about Tolkien because of Sauron and the and the eye. And, you know, those... Uh, yeah, that's immediately what I thought. Yeah. I mean, great song. Oh, yeah, and it says, and I, I see a tower beneath the sky, beneath the red, unblinking eye. Yeah, okay, hey, so you yeah, guys are probably right. Yeah, yeah, well. It probably is more that. Um, and I'm just and gonna, you got to remember, this is like 89. They probably wrote them in about 88. Right. So, you know, Lord of the Rings, vampires really weren't up. 
Right. And, yeah, but you might, uh, he might have read. Oh, but yeah, these he, kids, you could tell these guys like read books and shit. They yeah, were, <laughs> they were literate, educated. Yeah, I think maybe so. not educated. Well, they're Canadian. They probably were educated. Yeah, they were. And they were probably nice boys too. Uh, maybe yeah, probably nicer <laughs> than you know the yeah. three people in this talking on this podcast. <laughs> 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 and I'm also I'm gonna say this song could be a, a Metallica song, yeah, like a good one from like one of their yeah, good exactly records. from Ride the Lightning, yeah, yeah I think so. Um, all right, what the uh, tower? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I definitely. Uh, I, I mean, I the metal thing it. is in there for sure. Yeah, also, it's a, oh, turn the gain up. Sure. Yeah, you <laughs> know what? I had an I had another influence. I figured out of theirs. Is another Canadian band. I think there's some Voivod in there too. Either one of you guys ever oh, listen to yeah, Voivod? Yeah, yeah, no, Voivod's great. Right. And there's a sci fi element to Voivod. Yes. And there's also the, um, that, uh, uh, um, the, some of the playing and the riffage. Well, it's got that. Wait, that, which Voivod are you talking about? 80s Voivod. 80s Voivod. Like, Voivod in the beginning were, were you know, pretty metal punk rock stuff. Yeah, oh, right. And they, oh, turned, okay. they turned metal. They, you know, right, they, yeah, sure. Their first few records were, or a couple of records were, like, punk metal, but sci-fi, that weird apocalyptic sort of lyrics, and... Uh, I think, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I yeah, think that's probably, in there. And, and they were a Canadian band, too? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't realize that. All right, so we get to song number three is Brainless Wonder. Right, which is an instrumental almost all the way. Almost an instrumental. All right, I have a theory about... Four lyrics. Four fucking lyrics. All right, I have a theory, and it's probably wildly wrong about this song. By the way, this is a frantic, crazy song, and it's a really great as an instrumental, but it's got the lyrics, and it's called Brainless Wonder, and the lyrics are, (laughs) I I need lunch. Feed me now. I need lunch. When's my break? Yeah, that's it. (laughs) All right. At the end. Here's my theory. Uh, a Dead Boys, Young Lab and That makes, makes oh. no fucking sense. No, listen, and listen. And that was in a band, make no sense either. Listen, Tony. That, okay, the only, when I read that, the only thing I started, you know, cracking up, there's a, I don't know if you guys are uh, DRI fans, uh, Dirty Rotten Emerson. Right. Uh, 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 I believe it was... Uh, Shit, shit. Uh, one of their first albums, and it may be dealing with. And the whole lyrics were Reagan on the killing me, Reagan on killing you. Oh, I remember that. Reagan on this killing me, Reagan on this killing you. Yeah, I remember that. the whole fucking song. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, wow, you put some thought in that, didn't you? <laughs> and, Hit us with but I, don't, I really don't know why he threw uh, the lunch break. Well, here's my theory. Uh, Shut up a second, Tony, and listen to my theory. I think I, I could be onto something. I Need Lunch, on, on the Dead Boys deb- uh, debut, Young Loud and Snotty, they have a song called I Need Lunch. That's right. It's called I Need Lunch, and it's kind of a stupid song. Right. And the lyrics are, so I'm thinking, uh, he heard this song, I Need Lunch, and the name of the song, the name of the song is Brainless Wonder, so he's probably thinking, some Brainless Wonder wrote this right. Maybe. <laughs> well, could be. a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be. It's we, probably, like um, I said, it's probably not right, but uh, that's the first thing. Or it could of. be somebody he worked with. And you know these guys in between touring probably had to get shitty jobs, and uh, yeah, and, and someone, somebody, some construction. There's always somebody just waiting for the break, right? 
Let's so I need break. lunch. Feed me now. I need lunch. When's my break? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I could relate to that too. All right, man. So let's. We're about at the halfway point of the podcast, so we're gonna take a little break. We're going to refresh our drinks. Maybe uh, Tony take a little more meds, more of his medication, and then we will be <laughs> back uh, with the second half of Wrong by No Means No. We'll be back in a minute. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly web comic cataloging the antics taking place at the Zorro News Channel and featuring such characters as George Kleenex, weatherman Benjamin Dover, man on the scene J.B. Horns, political commentator Taffy Tart, media personalities Travis Slaughter, conspiracy theory expert J. Elwood Compton III, paranormalist Murph Davies, Senator Stroller, political apologist Dr. Iggy, Christian ventriloquist Fred Gastro and his puppet Woody, and the strangely familiar Stocky Bear in his smelly, itchy costume. All of this at isthistomorrow.com. That's isthistomorrow.com. All right, we're back. That record got me high. That is Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. <laughs> he, he he says in a weary voice, like eh, you know who that is. I was play- I was gonna switch it up and say and say it was and mix right. up the names. But Those are the fucking clown over there. All right, we're with our special guest Tony Qualls. And Tony, uh, real quick, I wanted to mention that the uh, documentary, the Load documentary on your on your band oh. is coming out. It's done. I heard it's actually done, and we're doing the premiere is actually gonna be. Early February, and just real quick, it's because it's kind of a cool story. Ooh. I don't even know if you know Barry that these two brothers, Tarek and Greg Ahmed, who these brothers who live in Connecticut, were younger guys. Okay, they got a hold of a bunch of Load records and singles, and they got like obsessed. Especially this Tarek guy oh. got obsessed with Load. Cool. So they were too young to have ever seen them. Right. Uh, you know. So they somehow got found Fausto, and they contacted Fausto and say, "Hey, me and my brother want to do a documentary on your band." Right. And of course, and Fausto, Fausto said. <laughs> Just do one on me Just because I'm the most interesting <laughs> member anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, Tony knows. But no, so these kids actually did it. They came down a couple of times. They did, and they've been working on it for over a year now. And That's a labor of love, oh, right yeah. there. This is a it's a true labor of love. He had to go to fucking Colorado to interview Bob Slade. Right, they were your manager, original manager, and he went to your and he went to yeah. Tampa to interview your ass too. So yeah. uh, they they did that. Their, sure, twice. They did their homework, and I, I think it's going to be really awesome. So that's coming out. The name of the documentary is going to be called Whiskey on Beer. When, uh, you know, Tucci uh, passed on, uh, you know, my uh, social media was, you know, lighting up and stuff like that. Right. And, yeah. uh, I, and I didn't really want to touch it until three days. And uh, Tarek. Uh, one of the brothers, Rick, he caught he contacted me, contact me, and I'm like going, dude, I'm almost not done crying, man. Yeah, Shit. yeah, yeah. I know it was a weird time because it was right in the middle when they were just sort of starting to do it. In really. his head, he probably thinking, I better do this before <laughs> they all die. Yeah. yeah, so we I'm should mention two that. of the two of the members. Singer. So you know, I was sitting there going, "Man, makes sense." Yeah, singer uh, Bobby Johnston and guitarist Jeff Tucci no longer with us, but uh, but I think it's going to be great. The documentary is going to be great, and it's going to be cool, and it's coming out premiering in uh, February, early February. 
So, all right, let's get back into this record now, Tony, all right? Sure. We're on to number four, which is Tired of Waiting. Great song. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh, the the, 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 the the drumming throughout, you can't, almost every song you could say, listen to the drumming, because the drumming is so amazing. But on this song, especially, uh, it, it's just like, it's like off the charts. It is. It's, it's super tight and super uh, 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 just perfect and the lyrics are just discussing <laughs> very succinctly oh, things shit he's tired of waiting, waiting for, for. Yeah. and uh, you can tell that um, there's a uh, political aspect to this uh, tired of waiting yep. for my big break tired of waiting for the dam to break tired of waiting for the bomb to drop tired of waiting and waiting and waiting I got tired of waiting for the end I got tired of waiting yep. because I found out there's only a fine line between biding one's time and wasting one's time and you know what he's, yeah. he's talking about? You know the government saying, "Oh, things are gonna, things are improving, and right, you know the right. lives of average, you know, citizens are getting better." Yeah, and they're not. And that was that true in 1989 as well. So um, he's commenting on that, I think. And it's a great, great track. And it's like a minute thirty. Super. I know. Fast. Yeah, it's quick. He just spits it all out, and the ending really makes the whole thing. It does. When he, oh, when yeah. he stops and he line. says that, and yeah, it's the punchline. Or else yeah. it would be kind of just like a trite right. laundry list of things. He's yeah, for. but then you go, okay, I know what he's talking about now. Now, now Tony. Well, okay. Uh, the next one's a little bit different. Oh, yes. This is stock-taking. Um, yeah, and, and I just got to say... Oh, that, I'm sorry. I skipped the song. No, 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 no. Uh, you're right. No, no, you're right. This is the next one. It's stock-taking. Oh, I'm the right. Next one. It is. And uh, and the songs, like we were saying before, they're so different track to track. Yeah. Uh, but they're all great, but it's not... I guess stuff like this could... If, if every song sounded like the first song, it would get a little samey, but they do not get samey at all nah. because... Even though they've got their style, and uh, it's just like uh, again, this this um, this song is like musically again, like in a different thing, and, and you you never get bored just of listening to this record. Yeah. I mean, I've been listening to the shit. Out of it. And um, I I think it's the arrangements. They're out of the world. Man. They are. They're out of this world. So, what do you think about this song, Stock Taking? Like, what's your take on it as far as the lyrics and everything, Tony? Lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, uh, some songs I, uh, I know I need a metaphor. Some song, this is complete nonsense. Oh, see, I don't and think, see, I, I can't, think... I, I can't, I can't say anything because I've played complete nonsense too. <laughs> I think, I think uh, it's kind of st- taking stock of your life, though, right? Wouldn't yeah. you say? It's basically just about yeah. taking stock of your life also, and your situation. Also, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to inject But all, yeah. all the way under everything was super, super talented musician spirit. Yeah. Yeah, and, right. And to, pick, and to pick, you know, that style of music is, is, is beyond me. Like I think he's looking at his personal life and also at the uh, maybe the world outside, and uh, yeah. asking uh, um, you know taking inventory of of what's going on inside his uh, you know inside his right. person. Um, or are you sick and tired of the same old thing, or are you happy enough? Tell me, um, is this just a crazy little game, or is this or is this just an ugly little war? So I don't know if that's a. Uh, I was trying to think about like when the Falklands and that stuff was going on, and what oh, right. what was going on military Grenada. What was going on in the late '80s that would have been when you know. I uh, that's one thing I like about. It. I, I I'm not a fan of 
fans that are so political that they hammer you over the head with the politics, and they're definitely not like, like that. Like fighters, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're right, Barry. I think there is like a little undertone. There's a little of, undercurrent uh, in a little all undercurrent, of this stuff. But never, uh, yeah. No, because some of By it, the way, no, nothing happens in Grenada. No. <laughs> no? All right. You fact-checking uh, fact that? All right. So it's not, yeah. But I, I think uh, I think it's a little, uh, a lot of it's open-ended. And, uh, you know, maybe he's inference. He's inferring things for you to figure out. He's not going to come out and say it, but he's going to give you a little uh, breadcrumb trail. We're at the end of all things. And uh, this, again, has a different sound vibe because it's got a, a female vocalist on this one. Do you know anything about the girl? Yeah. Do you know anything? Her name's Danielle uh, Gagnier. Gagnier? Yeah, uh, Canadian, I believe. Uh, yes, uh, right. Uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, you can't fuck with it. It's not. Yeah. Well, it's nice. It it's definitely makes it uh, melodic. This is the most, I would say, melodic song on the record, right? Yeah, yeah. And this one's one where it's pretty original. I can't really trace back any, uh, like, especially with the female vocalist. It sounds uniquely their own creation on this one. I'm like, wow, this is really... Uh, uh, Actually, I yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, I have to uh, agree with you on that. It's sort of like I like it. It's sort of like a lullaby, but like an end of the yeah, world lullaby. Under, right, but <laughs> underneath it, it's just raging. You know, uh, yeah, because it's, it's the end of all things. It's the end of all things. <laughs> I love to hear the angels sing. This, this is, is the, the end, end of all, of all things. things. Yeah, it's a little apocalyptic imagery, which yeah, we uh, know but and it's love like, so well. But it's great because it, with her voice, the pretty voice, it's really it, it, it's, it's, it's nice. perfect choice of you know. Uh, someone to sing on this um, and I gotta wonder you know when they played it live it's gonna miss that you know it's gonna miss that voice being in there yeah well, I, I saw it on the video it's uh, oh did yeah, you they don't bother me alright okay uh, well they're great yeah I've seen some live videos of them they were they were a great live band Tony did did you ever see them live ah fuck you ah, I know uh, <laughs> you didn't right Man, they were in Vancouver. I know, I, I know. Florida. I never did either. I, I actually had the opportunity to see them. They were they were playing with Alice Donut in Atlanta in ninety. Wow. I think I don't even know where we were living. It was early nineties, and so we went up to Atlanta, and we were fucking jabbering and stood outside the club. No, while they were playing, you idiot. And then didn't go inside till. Uh, so you Alice went before the selfie. Uh, so I blew it. We blew it. Yeah, we were did, standing well, around. Well, that's why I see you should always at least check the opening band out, and then if they suck, you know they, who was the manager of Alice Donut was. Oh, road manager of Alice Donut was Ron Berman, the infamous Ron Berman, uh, the um, discoverer of guy. Nickelback. <laughs> that's right. Wait, wait, who's Ron Berman? Ron Berman was Alice Donut's road manager. Somebody we knew from. Uh, from Tallahassee Barry in 1980. I've, I've met him. I uh, I got a chance to, uh, I think it was in Deerfield, I met him. It's uh, possible, yeah, because his family, he has some family up there. Did you know that he discovered uh, Nickelback? He made them Tony? famous. Tony Stunt. Uh, <laughs> he worked for Roadrunner Records, and he dis- he was the A&R guy who discovered Nickelback. And also... Um, uh, um, Tony's I don't think I need to know anymore. Ah, Tony's <laughs> disgusted. All right, let's go. Let's let's screw it. Let's go to the next song. Song All number right. seven. This is a great. I love this song. This song is Big Dick. Big Dick. 
Yeah. Um, like a yeah, monkey. Yeah, there you go. Like a monkey in the zoo, you're half it's gorilla too. When you pound it with your fist and make it real stiff, big dick, you gotta cover your mistake, your bloody outtake. <laughs> so you dip it in the wine and make a holy sign. This Ooh. song. <laughs> I'll tell you I what. Actually, I think that's a metaphor. Oh well, yeah, I hope so. But but definitely, this is like a condemnation of like masculine, like toxic masculinity. Yeah, maybe in the Catholic Church too. Yes, that 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 line right there. <laughs> I, I, I could never guess, but he's yeah. mad at some shit. Uh, uh, you can tell uh, what was the uh, standing pop bloody mansions or some shit yep. in there. Uh, I was like, okay. Uh, I think I think it's safe to say they don't actually say. I couldn't find who wrote the. I'm assuming that the singer Rob was the guy that wrote the lyrics. I would say he was a lapsed Catholic. I get the vibe yeah, I get that with me that. Too. He was we like sure. religious. Canadian and Catholic goes together for sure. Yeah, yeah, I definitely get um, that. And uh, this, yeah, this is like just a big, I, to me it's like a joke, like the quintessential douchebag running around waving his big dick. Right, sure. That's what this song or is Or maybe uh, uh, um, the rivers of blood you've spilled have turned to mud. Now the flies are buzzing around. Don't it make a loud sound, big dick. <laughs> Those are great lyrics. They are, yeah. <laughs> All right, and now we get to this next song. Makes you smile. It it? Yeah. Now, this is my favorite song on the record. This song, one. yeah, one of my favorites, too. Two lips, two lungs, and one tongue. tongue. Yeah. And this is... Uh, yeah, that, I still don't, don't understand that either, but God, it's great song. <laughs> it's great. I know, it just and sounds it, you know great. What, and what it sounds like to me is... Uh, um, Zen Arcade era Husker Du is the, the music, those, the way they play those two chords oh, and right, the sound right, of the guitar. Right. I'm like, man, that's Husker's. It's definitely that influence in there. Amalga- this band is like an amalgamation of a it lot is. of my favorite bands. It is, exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, yeah, so I think, yeah, this one, I, I think he's just saying that, uh, he's saying like only so many songs can be sung with two lips, two lungs, and one tongue. He's, right. Sort of saying that even though they're, they're singing and getting all this aggression out, they can't com- completely purge everything they want to purge no, with uh-uh. just with, with like what they have. And maybe he was feeling uh, creative block and that he was, uh, he just couldn't, you know, I got to write more songs. Yeah, can't get it out. I, I don't <laughs> he, have it yet. He kept trying. I don't he kept know. Trying. Pretty, creative block with three different singers. Oh, did- I don't know. I, sorry. <laughs> Um, and this also song has that crazy. I, uh, I, I look at the song uh, and I think, uh, or I hear the song, I think that's really, really put together. I don't know if that's writer's block. No, no, I'm talking but, the lyrics are about, it, it totally about having writer's be. block. The lyrics are about not being able to express, not being able to come up with the thing, you know, that all the songs are done. Like, only so many songs can be sung with two lips. Two lungs and one tongue. And one tongue. Right. And this also, this song, I love it, has that little interlude where it just sort oh, of yeah. stops and the guitar right. goes up. Oh, I love that so Oh, you much. see here that in the live part. Yeah, well, there I is. Think I there's a video. We'll we'll post a video on our uh, That Record Got Me High Facebook page. A, I think a, this a, could, a, be aimed at, could be aimed at his other band members. Like, he kept dreaming, he kept dreaming of the day they'd realized what he was feeling, which was whoever has to come up with this music is like, you know, okay. 
You try it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like when uh, CCR, they made a record when Fogarty, the band members were like, hey, you know, we'd like a little more creative input in the band. And Fogarty said, all right, fuck y'all. Y'all, everybody has to write two songs for the album. And so it was this terrible CCR record. But he, he made his point, obviously. He was uh, like, <laughs> I do all the work. We all, know, we all know about that playing in band. We've all played in bands with people and it's tough, right? Indeed. Uh, you got to deal with a lot of assholes or you are the asshole. So. Right. Or sometimes yeah. both things. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I'm usually the asshole. Um, all right. So song number nine. Uh, this is another. This song. Wait, we have another call coming in. Oh, yeah. It's someone that just said that. Yeah, you're right. They're agreeing that I'm an asshole. <laughs> All right, the next song is Rags and Bones. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is also yep. one, of my, one of my favorites on this record. Um, and the whole song... This is a Catholic thing see, coming now, in there, now, too. Now, Tony, yeah. were you kidding before when you said you didn't know about uh, Mission of Burma? It, listen to some Mission of Burma, because this song definitely reminds me yeah, of Mission of Burma, sure. Rags and Bones. For real. Uh, especially the, the, the chorus, the way they sing <laughs> yeah. it together. And, uh, and I'm not saying I dislike Mission of Burma. I just didn't... Uh, I, didn't get a chance. You know, I, I got like stacks of shit. No, I know. There's too much. There's too much. It's a, it's like that with this record, Tony. Because yeah, I we remember. Missed, I missed this one. I totally. heard. You know, really, the one thing I, that I remember no means no from was when they're they're on that great uh, Dead Kennedys uh, a tribute record, uh, Virus 100, and they do a version of. Uh, Forward to Death on there. That's awesome because it's Mission Acab- Burma Death. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, No Means No. No Means No is on that. Oh, uh, okay. Is yeah, on that yeah. DK's one, and they do uh, Forward to Death a cappella, all a cappella, where they sing all the instruments, That's and they beautiful. did an excellent. Oh yeah, they do that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, really good. Right. But uh, yeah, so it's like you said, Tony. There's too much music out there. And so I, the first and I sort four of lines them. of this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, and by the way, I, I believe uh, after Wrong, the one we're listening to, by the way, it's an, uh, another remix and they throw another song, you know, 2012. Right, they, they did another re-release where they added two extra bonus tracks, right? So I guess I would say buy that one, but when I heard it, I heard the ones I, I gave to you. Well, we should tell uh, we should tell everyone to go to no means no music where you can get a lot of their music. Uh, right, you can no buy means it. no music. And the band is going to get all the proceeds from that. So that's the best place to go and actually get some. Uh, yeah, you can buy this album on Bandcamp. Yeah, because they're hard to find. They are not sure. on Spotify. CDs, CDs of this album are over two hundred dollars on eBay. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so that's insane, right? Like, what? How did that? Well, happen? I knew, I knew, I knew they broke up. Uh, what year is? The, last year, they, they just broke up, up last year. No, no, 2016. a little longer. Oh, 2016, 2016, two years ago. 2016. Okay. Oh, is it 2018? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Barry, go ahead. Read the read the first lines. Well, of Christ song. was married on the cross. My father was married to my mother, and I am married to a cigarette butt lying <laughs> in the gutter. So yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> and I, that, nice imagery. Yeah, Catholic thing in there. Yeah, yeah, that's um, uh, the the lapsed Catholic. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. I I, I didn't uh, study Catholicism. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Well, you didn't. And then he says another about? little tell in here about the politics is white man. You 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 just starting to get the you, blues. Blues, yeah. Yeah, like you're just figuring out, oh. Oh, right, I right. That's that what they're out. talking yeah. about. Yep, yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, I knew the theme of the song. I just didn't catch that part. 
<laughs> and, that's a, that's and a there's the song. bit she rises captain captain dive he's talking about a, 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 the a some sort of a subterranean some sea monster coming up the beast has arisen all sins are forgiven in the belly of the beast oh, yeah. I shall be released she rises and when he says she rises the music the music in that background is just completely awesome and, and, uh, I, like I said Caden earlier with his voice that is just perfect uh, I guess I wouldn't say background music but uh, how can I put this uh, it just fits extremely well together yeah and he's the, when he says she rises um, there's a Jim Morrison and they go out kinda, yeah there's yeah, a Jim Morrison uh, thing in there um there's some doors Deep reference cut. in there when he's saying Deep she, cut. Yeah, man. <laughs> I didn't think of that one. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, so we get to song number 10 now, and this is another one of my faves. Oh, no, Bruno. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This song slays. <laughs> this song kills me. And, um... Uh, and this, I think this song is about someone who they knew, who was into all sorts of shit and eventually paid the price. Yeah. Right? Um, but, he, but he didn't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it's like it's like one of those not necessarily friends. I guess it's it's more to me. It's more like, hey man, don't do that, don't do that. And you know, in an hour, he's going to do that. <laughs> well, I found I've actually found online uh, that someone said uh, at a show. He would introduce this song. He said, uh, it's a song about Bruno, a man who sold cocaine to police officers. Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the part where he goes 10, 20 that for may, two. That maybe have there's something to do with the Canadian sense of humor that, you know, you know us Americans do Canadians Do Canadians have a sense of humor? Tony, do you think? Yeah, well, they do now. Looking <laughs> yeah. At, looking at the yeah, U.S. now, I mean, they definitely... look at uh, SCTV and... Oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I used to love SCTV. I was just Blue being, shoes from there. I was just being an asshole. You're right. I was being an idiot. Uh, the line where he goes, 10, 20 for 2, 30 for 6. You son of a bitch, go. What do you... What do you I couldn't get exactly what that is. It could be like a drug mm, deal gone bad yeah, or something. Something like that. Because that's what... I guess Where are you at? Uh, just in the song where he goes 10, 20, 20. for 2, 30 for 6, you son of a pills, bitch. Pills, probably. Selling yeah. Some pills. Well, I guess they said it's about a guy who sold cocaine, uh, sold drugs to police 20. officers. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought that was kind of cool. And uh, all right, so we're getting on to song number 11, which is All Lies. Yes, yeah, good. Yeah, there, there's a picker upper. There yeah. is. And I think this is one of the most prog. Prague yeah. songs on the yes, record. Yes. You could definitely hear some Prague influence. Yeah, in for song. sure. Wouldn't you agree, Tony? Mm. A little. I, th- I think. I think you can't deny that the fact, especially the the drummer uh, John Wright was was basically. A We're new- on the life and hell, right? So he says, uh, "Lies are the words I use when you look up. Hopefully, all the things that we feel are a trick, a fantasy. What is the end? Is it?" Is it love I pretend? It's calling, it's calling, and I'm falling, I'm falling. I feel, yeah, so this also is like the last Catholic thing, I guess. Right? I, I think so, like, right? yeah. Because it's all lies. He's saying it's all lies. Lies are the hopes and the chains that have dragged me here to you. All the hopes and these chains I will gladly share with you. Um, it's raining, it's pouring, the old man is snoring. It's raining, it's pouring, and I'm falling, I'm falling. Yeah, and she said, pray to me, pray to me. 
all the love you see, it comes from me. Virgin Mary, maybe? Yeah, He yeah, say, yeah, pray yeah. to me, pray to me. All the love I see belongs to me. Yeah, there's a lapsed Catholic aspect to this for sure. Um, yeah, all lies, right. a pack that of lies. That might be the first time I'm looking at it. Going, well, that's uh, the fun. That's the fun. I am th- starting to see that. See, we're, we're winning them over, Barry. Yeah, we're winning them over. It's right. fun. That's why it's fun to do to dig into these records because you know you come up with shit. And yep. Sometimes maybe we're wrong, but maybe we're right. Right. <laughs> All right. So now we're up to life and hell. No love songs on this record. Uh, no, I, I don't <laughs> think so. Not real. Not not tr- traditional love songs. No. All right. So life and hell. Uh, this is now this song. This band. I would say they were very. Feminist leaning band, right from their name, because No Means No was uh, came from an anti uh, date rape slogan. Yep, that's uh, that's where they got the name yep. from. And this song definitely paints a picture of like of uh, just like the patriarchy, the goddamn yeah, patriarchy. Sure. Uh, foolish girl in swelling woman. Here's a blunt knife for your bosom. Here's the devil's hand to shake. Watch what the others try to take. Hell, life in hell. By your loving disposition, you let him get into position and train his rising gun upon the cervix of your inner son. I told you, I was in a band that shouted out stupid shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're not talking Uh, about load, are you? (laughs) Uh, yeah, another band, I think. Uh, it's good. It, it's good. It is good. It, it the lyrics are really theme. good. Yeah, it gives you a theme, but uh, like I said before, when you put these with the music, you know, the I'm never going to say prog rock or anything like that. But, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> you but wouldn't it, has, it has uh, the complexity and the intricacy and the precision of prog. Yeah, I've heard them, I've, I've heard them called math rock. But it's know, got an intensity out. that's... Way on the punk rock metal. That's what does it. That's level. what puts it over the top. Is the yeah. intensity yeah, it, and the it delivery. It up. That's absolutely true. It right. does. But I, uh, I used to say the that subject matter is one, not you know song, airy fairy. This song, I don't know the cervixes and your inner son and you don't uh, know. okay, dude. <laughs> well, the, he, he sort of writes it out in the last verse. Woman, world in one complete. Your heart's awake. Your mind's asleep. You spread your inner sun to make a den for some sly basking snake. So she's saying, he's saying, you know, women need to uh, uh, not take it anymore. Yes. They need to uh, wise Keep up. Your goddamn snake in your pants. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much that. Or they need to <laughs> be. Which is, which is really interesting. You know, this came out May nine. So right, no, it is, it is definitely. And they were, but uh, it's cool. See, I like that. Sometimes I used to say that about your band too, because sometimes when bands are really heavy and aggressive. People automatically yeah. discount the lyrics, and they say, "Oh, they're just like you said, Tony. You're just yelling stupid shit." But no, it wasn't. Bobby wasn't just yelling stupid shit. Bobby had some oh, great no, lyrics no, too. No, 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 we uh, used a lot of sense of humor on it. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, uh, that, that, a lot that's of sense what I meant with stupid. If we want a theme, we had a theme. Right, right. But the music, but that's the thing. The heaviness doesn't take away from the. Sometimes you know they're great lyrics. Sometimes they're not. You know there there's some there's plenty of metal bands that have stupid lyrics. Yeah, but probably this, more than not. Yeah, yeah, but this is not one of them. Yeah, good this is point. Not one of them. All right, so we get to the last song on this record, or the last song on this version of the record. But it's a good. I think this is a good last song because it's called "I Am Wrong," 
and the name of the record is wrong. Yeah. So it's right. kind of like uh, yeah. summing up the record. I am wrong. It's the it's like the title song of the record. I of. believe so. Yeah, right? I think you got it. And uh, he says, "Be strong, be strong. Don't be all wrong. Don't wait to hesitate. Take care. Beware. Wrong. I am wrong." So it's like it's almost like it's a celebration of of being. Be straight. Don't lie. Don't tell. Tell why. I know what I know. I'm no hero. This one's the, probably the most obtuse on the record for and me. It's, lo- it's the longest one. It's seven minutes. So it that is. right there is kind of prog. <laughs> Just having a sure. seven, seven minute song, right, long. Tony? Seven minutes. Uh, is a long song. I'm still uh, looking at it. Because uh, that song, that zero plus one record uh, album, which came, did that album came before this one or after? After, I think. Um, this is before. This is I'm before. sorry. Uh, the zero, yeah, this is after. Okay, because the zero plus one has even but, some, but some like, longer songs you on know, there. Very, very uh, small margin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so this uh, is... Uh, this, this album popped up because, you know, the... Uh, every label wanted punk fans back in the 90s. Right. But it's cool that like, they... Like they said earlier. But it's well, cool they, that they Were they ever signed on any other label? Did they ever make a la- major label record? I, I doubt it. I don't think so, right? Yeah, I believe they did. Oh, did they? But I would have to look that up. Okay. I don't have that. Alternative... I mean, at the time, Alternative Tentacles was like as big as an indie. It yeah, was like right. a big SST, indie. They were like in the a same. sub-pop yeah, or sure. something like that. Yeah, eight, yeah. yeah for sure. Alternative tentacles. Although I heard, yeah. I've heard Jello could be a, a, a yeah <laughs> hard to work with at times. Indeed. But well, that's be... a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah. But they must have they they put out quite a few records on it, so they must have had a pretty good relationship, I think. Or they were just far enough away oh, from no, them. They they, uh, as far as I know, they did uh, hang around. They uh, separated with them. I, I don't remember before they did their last record. record. Oh. I know there was another guitar player in the van or something like that. Right, right. Eventually, but, yeah, they got a different guitar player. Yeah, they got a lefty. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why they exactly separated from Métis, but uh, whatever. You know, <laughs> maybe something, maybe something, because uh, uh, they, they were huge in Europe, so. Oh, they, they were, okay. You know, yeah, well, so big time using you. Unbelievable! They were around for so long, thirty something years. Awesome bands, and none of yep. us, none of us saw them <laughs> play live. Barry, exactly. Barry got as close as he could yeah, to get to sing them. Yeah, that was my mistake. So, oh well, what are you gonna do? And um, hardly anybody's heard of them. I know, and I know. That's why that's I'm, re- the weird I'm, thing. I'm glad we did this, and I hope a lot of people, uh, aside from all our meandering and bullshit, I hope you actually listen to it. Don't forget the no means no music. Anytime I uh, play something for somebody and they want to go get it or do what they do, I'm a happy man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, cool. So thanks, uh, Tony. Thanks a lot for coming on the show and for sharing. Uh, your love of No Means No with the world. Uh, it's a great record. And actually, they're, they, they have a, a whole bunch. Of, they put out, they have a bunch of music, all different uh, music. And from what I'm sampling from, everything's great. So yeah. I'm sure you probably but can't go But this record wrong. is killer start to finish. It is. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. It's, yeah, it's, it's shocking how good this that, record is. Yeah, they have other records that are good, but this is their most famous one. This from, one's like a blow-your-head-off record. From start to finish, yeah, it's great. Right. Turn it up loud, and it'll... Uh, 
when when Metal Edge yeah, exactly. you know, <laughs> does an article on you, you're like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, real quick, just want to remind everyone, you can go to our uh, uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash TRGMH. You can become a patron of us. And it's easy now because there's a link on our website. On yep. our web, yeah, go to thatrecordgotmehigh.com. There's a link right at the top of the website. On our, every episode, there's a link. It's so easy to become it's a patron. so I just, easy. Uh, Barry, I'm just saying at this point, if you're listening to us regularly and you're not a patron, uh, you're... going to try to guilt you people. You're, steal, Don't you're basically stealing from yeah. us. You're basically <laughs> stealing from me and Barry. And we, we do actually. <laughs> Children, just, so yeah, no. I'm just oh, throwing that out there. All right, I want to thank yeah. uh, thank all our patrons. Obviously. You be a patron if you feel like it. In the in the y'all reach down deep in your hearts, Thanks and uh, to, uh, we need to build that new uh, that new sport complex for the church. Yeah. So give us well, a few dollars. Brian Franklin, <laughs> <laughs> Franklin Studio is not looking that good lately either. So we may need a new studio. Um, so thanks to people who have written those. You guys starting to sound like Joel Osteen or something. <laughs> Joel's a nice man. We, his ministries have been spoken to each and every one of us. But we do also need to help. So don't send your money to Joel this week. <laughs> All right. So thank you. Thanks to the people that have written. Uh, those, those of you who have sent us messages. Oh, and, by the, and by the way, guys, uh, uh, thanks for inviting me on. I appreciate it. Oh, no, oh thanks, our pleasure, thank man. Thank you. I know, it was, uh, I know you had a doctor's appointment earlier, and I know you're going through some shit, but I'm really... Uh, I'm happy you're. I'm happy you're still around, Tony, and I'm happy you're. Uh, we're able to contribute. Me too, and <laughs> same to you. All right, thank. And thanks to Chris from Laser Wolf again. Our, yeah, man. Our, our uh, once a month. They, our uh, once a month thing at Laser Wolf is awesome. And to uh, our sponsor is this tomorrow.com. They're awesome. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Tony. And uh, catch us next week. What are we doing next week, Barry? We're going back to the. We're going back old school. The original format of that record. Oh, it's so exciting! Just me and you. Yeah, just me. Mono e mono. Yeah, what just record? me and Rob. We're doing Blister Cult, Secret Treaties, their third album and a rock classic, which uh, with lyrics written by such luminaries as uh, Patti Smith. So um, oh, didn't they didn't write any of the lyrics on the album. Uh, Sandy Perlman. Wrote some of the lyrics and uh, so did. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's all uh, all written by different people. Oh, um, secret treaty. Okay. Uh, Richard awesome. Meltzer wrote lyrics and uh, so. Uh, hey, Rob. Yes, sir. This guy reminds me of uh, Lindell. Not to uh, bring up uh, bad memories. He reminds me of Lindell. Oh, very much. Every fuck, every fucking player in every band ever. He, he does know. Before, yeah, the, uh, before the internet came out, I go, hey, Lindell. I like what he's talking about. You like the savant, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, the very, that's a compliment, though, because Lindell was a great guy. All right. Uh, the, the late oh, great. I remember, I, one that I remember Lindell, who worked at Blue Note Records. Yes, yes. that's right. Exactly. Lindell. Yeah. You're right, Tony. He's that's a, a very, good very good, good friend of mine, and, uh, well, uh, and yeah, everybody we, knows what yeah, happened. So. We did. All right. Thanks again, Tony. Thanks for being on. And uh, once again, where that record got me high, that's Barry Stock. That that is Rob Elba. And we'll see you guys next week. We're out. Submission. 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 Mission.